You've probably heard it all before, but this time, let Dr. Lanker connect the dots in a way that makes the Christian faith come alive. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Connecting the Dots with Dr. Lanker. Today we'll be talking about the book of Philemon. Philemon is a great book to look into when we're asking questions about how do we engage the social issues that surround us? How as Christians do we say something? How do we change that? Do we change it? The pressing issue of Paul's day was that of slavery. And a lot of times people think that the Christians did little, if anything, about the issue of slavery. As we look into the book of Philemon, we actually see a little bit more precisely what they did and they didn't do based upon their culture. And from that, it may give us some insights into where we could go in our own world. Paul is writing this letter. It's a personal letter to a man named Philemon who's lost a slave. This slave's name is Onesimus. Apparently, he's run away. Uh, He now finds himself in Rome, and in Rome, he either finds himself in prison with Paul, or more likely, he goes to Paul to be able to kind of speak on his behalf. While with Paul, he comes to faith, and Paul describes it in the book of Philemon that he is now his true son in the faith, and that he came to this sonship while in chains with Paul there in Rome. And now he's going to send Onesimus back. This is actually really dangerous within their world because a runaway slave that's caught deserves death. And that's why Paul sends him back with a man named Tychicus. This man's name doesn't show up at all in the book of Philemon, but it shows up in the book of Colossians. At the very end of Colossians, uh, Paul says, I'm going to be sending Tychicus. He has this letter and he's coming with this man named Onesimus. Apparently, Philemon lives in Colossae. And as Tychicus takes this letter to the church of Colossae back with him, there's also a personal letter for Philemon. And what Paul's going to do is he's going to mention his sister, Aphia. He's going to mention Archippus, who's the pastor, potentially family of Philemon. He's going to go ahead and remind Philemon of the faith that he owes to Paul as almost his own spiritual father, this old man in the faith who's now a prisoner for all that he's brought good into Philemon's life. What Paul's doing in the letter is he's laying on the family terms in the same way that we would say, hey, what would your mom think about that? Would your dad be pleased if that happened? Hey, help me out, man. I'm a brother in need. We use the same family terms to be able to get our way. And this is essentially what Paul is doing in this letter. And what he wants Philemon to do is he wants him to do something that was unheard of within the ancient world. Specifically, he says in verse 12, I am sending him who is my very heart back to you. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I am in chains for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent so that any favor you do would not seem forced but voluntary. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but better than a slave as a dear brother." Now, what Paul is not doing is he's not asking Philemon to set him free from slavery. Now, for us, that seems kind of unheard of. Here's Paul who's laying down the family term saying, you got to help me out. You got to make things right, Philemon. 
But he says to him, you know what? I, I want you to take him back as more than a slave. I want you to take him back as a brother. Part of the reason why is because of our understanding of slavery. In the Roman world, about 60 to 70 percent of the population are slaves. Now, these are slaves that what they have done is they have commissioned themselves to a particular owner. They've sold themselves out for five years, for 20 years, for however long they want to put themselves into slavery. Now, what they get for putting themselves into slavery is they get the assurance of a house over their head. They have an assured paycheck. They are now the responsibility of that owner. It'd almost be like us in our world today as working for a business. We sign a contract that says, I'll work for you for a year. But we only have a small assurance that we have a long-term job. The ancient cultures would have looked at us and gone, man, you, you signed on for this job and all you have assured is two weeks? I got assured 20 years. Now, who you sell yourself to is going to make a huge difference in what your environment is like on, on an everyday basis in how you work and in how you live. And so Paul is essentially saying less about slavery and more about working conditions. And he's saying that when we live and we work in an environment that is full of just do the job because I'm your boss, I'm only going to do the job when you're around. However we look at it from our perspectives, we've missed the point. When we come to Jesus, we now come to a family. And just like families serve and love each other from the depths of their being, Paul is asking the work of Onesimus and Philemon to be done from the depths of their being. Instead of saying, hey, this whole system of slavery could be done completely differently. Let's go ahead and change the terms of the contract. Let's change how long this happens. If you're really, really bad, then we could step out of it. Instead of going for all the things to particularly change the bads within it, within the system that was present, instead of trying to do that, Paul says, we have a new system. We have a new life that has been found in the family of Jesus. And if we in this family of Jesus can begin to live and love each other as true brothers and sisters, things will change. We will change. And we will become more of the people that God wants us to be. And whatever role we find ourselves in, over time, if we truly are living in love with each other, then we will change and adapt what needs to be changed when we see that it does not bring the best benefit for the people who are part of our family. That's hugely insightful. In most of our Christian settings, we want to fix every societal wrong within the moment. And what Paul shows us is that instead of trying to change and adapt everything in the moment, put your efforts into the making this the new family of God. And as you do, those relationships will eventually begin to spread out and progressively adapt the society. So much of the society was adapted within the church. There's an interesting point about Philemon that comes up. We know that Timothy, who's been written about in the pastoral epistles, is the bishop, the leader of the church in Ephesus from about the mid-60s to the mid-90s. And in the mid-90s, Timothy dies. 
And so another bishop, another leader, another really, really respected person in the church steps into his place. The man's name is Onesimus. Our best guess as scholars is that after Timothy serves as the great bishop of Ephesus, the big city down the road from little tiny Colossae, this man Onesimus has been so changed within the family life of Philemon's family that he continues to serve as a slave, as a worker within his household. But not just as a worker, he serves as a brother and a true brother. It so changes and transforms him that 30 years after this event, he has become the most respected man in all of Christianity in that whole big metroplex of Asia Minor. And when they needed to turn to somebody to guide them in the faith, they turned to a man who had once just been a slave and now was so much more. Would we in the church not seek to solve so many societal ills and issues out there, but would we bring people in close, people that we have a hard time getting along with, people that we may naturally disrespect or not find much honor in, And may we give them the love, the care, and the respect that only a true family can provide. And in so doing, may those people one day become the greatest leaders that the church ever has. That is the story of Onesimus, and that is the story of Philemon. And with that, we leave Paul's writings to go on to some even deeper and greater insights. If you've gotten anything from Paul. Paul wants us to know how to live in the church. If you ever have a question about what life in the church should be like, turn to the letters of Paul. He is a sure and faithful guide.